Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Josh Fonger, and we are talking about having systems in place, because that is hugely important when you're you know, running your business, and also when you're launching. Um, just you know, having a launch plan, having those systems in place, outsourcing, having systems for outsourcing and processes and all that stuff. So we're talking about that. That's uh, something that's going to be super beneficial for you, so stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time, but it'll be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for a free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes, or you can go to www.kenwescar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I have another guest with me, Mr. Josh Fonger. Welcome, Josh. Glad to be here. I'm happy to have you here. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about having some systems in place um, because that is well, it's really useful, right, <laughs> from your standpoint. <laughs> yeah, well, unless you want to be a slave to your own business, it, it, it's helpful to get some things organized so that you can have uh, other people in the business help you and, and grow something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of planning, um, especially launches, which, which is what we can talk about here. But planning your launches, having a system around that so you know kind of what to do and when to do it and all that stuff. Yeah, it makes me happy. I can geek out on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Um, before we jump into any of that, though, I would love for you to just introduce yourself a little bit, you know, talk, you know, tell us you know, who you help, how you help people and why you help them. Sure. Yeah. So, so basically for those watching this on video, there's a book behind me, but it's a book called Work the System. And uh, I got connected with the author, Sam Carpenter, a little over a decade ago. And uh, ever since then, uh, we've been out there helping companies uh, get control of their systems and essentially their businesses. And so we work with companies um, or with owners of companies that are stuck in the day to day. You know, the company is essentially them. And we help them uh, separate from their company so they can go from working in the business to working on the business to owning the business. And uh, that's the transition that we help people uh, through. And we've done mm-hmm. it for, again, over 10 years uh, worldwide. And uh, it's, it's really fun to work. And it's really, it's a difficult transformation to take companies through, but it's pretty rewarding to uh, watch them uh, make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you mentioned working in your business versus on your business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously something people do a lot in the beginning when they're mm-hmm. kind of starting out the business to kind of stuck working in the business 
you know, heads down, helping the clients, which is great. But suddenly the clients kind of dry up and then they look up and it's like, oh, where, where, where's my clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Sounds familiar? Yeah, definitely. And, and <laughs> just so I'm clear, is, it, is the audience mainly uh, coaches, consultants, experts, speakers? Is that kind of the, the main yeah. target you have? Yeah, well, well, definitely. Yeah. So that, that market, of course, I understand it. I'm, I'm a consult myself. So, um, yeah, when you're working deep within uh, a client that you're working with, um, it might seem like you have a great business. Maybe you're making five, 10, 20, 30 K a month. And then all of a sudden that work stops. And then all of a sudden you're making uh, you know, zero <laughs> or whatever it might be. And then you realize that you didn't actually have a business. You just had a few clients and all those clients are done. And now you have to go out and scurry and make a few more sales and then you have a little bit of business for a while. Then, it, you know, it's kind of, it's what I call the yo-yo business where, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you work really hard, you can make a certain income, but then if you ever want to take a vacation or take a break or, you know, you're, you're burning out or whatever, getting sick, you'll work less hard for a while and then you'll make less money. But then you, you know, have personal issues because you need to make some more money and then you work really hard. And so you kind of just, you're kind of just going up and down, up and down, but you're not really going anywhere mm-hmm. actually. And, and, People can work in that phase for, you know, five, 10, 20 years and never actually build anything, never actually build a business. They just have, they just have a job, you know, they're self-employed. Mm-hmm. And, um, the real, what we do is we help people who are, they're, they're, they're done with that. They would actually like to move beyond just having a job and it might even be a well-paid job, but it's a job nonetheless that has no, built no value as, as a company. So they can't sell it. They can't transfer it. Uh, and they can never grow and, uh, mm-hmm. people feel like they're, they get stuck and there is a way out. Mm-hmm. Why is it that people kind of get stuck in that? Why can't they, you know, build that business? What is it that keeping them from mm-hmm. doing that? Well, uh, they, they see themselves as the business. So part of it is a, is a, a mindset shift. They, instead of, instead of seeing mm-hmm. their business as a separate, um, you know, all these separate systems that work together that produce an end result they instead see themselves as the business. And so, of course, how could it be duplicated? How could it be scaled? How can someone do what I do? And um, so they have the wrong mindset about it. And then the, the kind of the second piece we help companies with is coming up with a strategic objective, which is exactly uh, where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. And uh, most companies, small companies, have never done that. And so mm-hmm. um, the companies are very complicated and convoluted. And it's because the owner entrepreneur um, is used to making money or used to making um, opportunities a success. So no matter what client or opportunity comes their way, they've been able to kind of figure out a way to make money with it or provide value. And so they're they're really good at complex, unique situations, and they try to you know, draw these situations in through different clients. And that's how they've survived. And what a strategic objective does is says, hey don't do everything the clients want instead of you decide what your business is going to be about and then stay in that straight path. You have to say some no to some opportunities and Mm -hmm. you're going to just say yes to more of the opportunities that are right. And then you're going to dial in and do exactly what you're meant to do. You're going to do it better. You're going to do it faster. You're going to be able to raise your fees. You're going to improve the quality and you're going to be able to build a team around a certain type of deliverable or a series of deliverables. And therefore it's more about, delivering this value consistently to your clients and less about them wanting to work with Ken, you know? And mm-hmm. so that's, that's the shift and it's, it's not simple to do, but you know, there's a mindset shift change. And there is a strategic shift that needs to happen. Uh, otherwise 
you know, I was on a real estate podcast yesterday and, and, you know, in real estate, you can make money doing property management and remodels and flips and, uh, you know, uh, speculating on raw land and, and all, all this, you know, low income, high income, single family, multifamily, there's all these ways to make money in real estate, up markets, down markets. And when you do everything, you can't systemize it. You can't actually build a business out of it. It's just you and your big brain. And, um, so we think it's important that people, they take the time to think about their business strategically and what it would be like to grow if they weren't there. And mm-hmm. that's the way you have to start to see your business. Absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of people when they start out, it is pretty much like a personal brand because they, you know, one, one man band kind of deal. So obviously it's kind of hard to maybe get past that, that, you know, if I build a team, well, then I need to have some systems in place to kind of make this actually a business versus just me running the show. Yeah, well, definitely. So for, for coaches and consultants, it can be very much initially about a personal brand. But even if you want to keep it at that, which uh, which you can. So for us, mm-hmm. you know, it it was about Sam Carpenter, the author of the book, right? Um, now I, I certify consultants in his methodology so it's not about him. It's not about me. It's about all of these certified experts who then take their, take it to their different marketplaces. And so we made it more about a method and less about a, a celebrity person. Mm-hmm. But for those who do want to make it about themselves for a while, um, there are different things that happen in business. You know, the sales, the marketing, the IT, the, the financial aspects, the administrative, the customer support. Uh, there, there are a lot of pieces that make up a business. And so you can still be the front facing person, but because there are so many pieces that can be mechanized and that can be outsourced, you should at least take the time to do that. And then ideally, once you've done that, then you would say, you know what, even the stuff that I do, I bet someone could do some portions of it. So for instance, I, I teach a a course, it's a group coaching course. And so I teach the course, the four month course, helps people get their systems organized. But all of the accountability coaching sessions, all of the um, one-on-one coaching sessions, I have other people do those sessions. And I teach mm-hmm. the main session. So anyone who's a, an expert can do this, the same kind of thing. Um, and again, you're trying to maximize your time and take the simple things and package them up into, into uh, little tiny documented procedures that others can do um, and then save your brain for the complex things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we actually touched on a part of it, but how do we break free from, you know, that feast and famine style business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ways to do it and it depends, right? It depends on um, your current situations. Maybe like I've worked with some clients where their spouse is, is uh, working. So then it's, it's stable and mm-hmm. that you can just make very methodical strategic shifts along the way. And uh, you don't have to make, um, some of the more dramatic shifts. Other people I work with, they, they'll get a loan. That kind of helps them smooth out and build out. Uh, but for the vast majority of people, um, the, the way to alleviate the feast or famine is uh, to raise your fees, right? That's the first thing, raise, raise your fees. And right. then um, take the fees you make from your large clients that you work really, really deep with and take that revenue and excess time and then build out things that have more recurring revenue, have more stability to them. So uh, if you're a coach or consultant, that's going to be either a mastermind group or a group uh, of 
coaching clients or some people that that are used to paying ongoing fees at a low price point get a lot of those for the stability and then you're going to have some some of the higher end people who pay more larger fees um because those come and go those are what provide the instability but those also provide a lot of Mm -hmm. um profitability for a small business who's a coach consultant and so the goal is to get the big fish use that money to to even out your cash flow with um some products and services that are longer term residual recurring. And the more you can build up the residual recurring, um, the less you depend on, on, on the big fish. But um, it takes time to get there. But I would say limiting the products and services you offer and raising the fees and the products and services you offer um, prevents that feast or famine cycle. Um, but Everyone who's listening, I mean, I don't know their their situation, so <laughs> there's probably a lot of other nuance that probably needs to be blended into that. Yeah, probably. Um, and you know, the same thing is with you know when you're doing launches. Um, you know, a lot of people launch maybe just a couple times a year, maybe just once a year, four times a year. So obviously, that will create a little bit of that instability, like you talked about. You will get a you know great cash flow when you do launch and get money in. But then there's not much happening until the next launch. So obviously you need something, you know, back end there to kind of keep it afloat. Yeah. Well, we launch, um, we used to launch our um, 120 day transformational group coaching program. We used to launch it once a year. And we thought, well, we don't want to burn out our list. We don't want to offer it too often. People get sick of it. But what we realized is that timing was a big part of when people chose to buy. And uh, we also realized that, um, you know, within six months, somebody might fall off your email list. So then you'll never even get a chance to launch to them ever. And so that's no good. And um, so what we did is we launched it every quarter. So this could be maybe good advice. And we built a system. So it's every quarter we launch. And the way we launch is we do a super early bird for, let's just say, a, a week or so. And we wait three or four weeks. Then we do an early bird price. Then we wait three or four weeks. And then we launched, you know, the, the final stages before we actually close the doors. And then after we launch, we have a waiting list and we let people on the, on the waiting list who sign up after the course starts to see if they want to join in late, if they want to join in the program that's already a part of it. So basically, mm-hmm. our four times a year launch ends up really being a smooth cash flow of people signing up when it resonates with them year mm-hmm. round. And so we're making sales on that uh, four times a year thing all year long. And by allowing people to make a one-time payment or multi-month payment, it basically gives us a smooth cash flow on that particular product uh, year-round um, instead yeah. of the, the spikes. And it cuts all the risk out because, as you know, there could be a glitch in your technology. It could be someone can get sick. There could, you know, things can break. And there's so many things that can go wrong with launch, and there's so much pressure. And you alleviate that pressure by having, I think, little, little mini launches, you know, the super early bird the early bird, and then you just, and you have a very natural way of, of doing it. And of course your list gets used to it, but uh, if it's a service that they want, um, they might take them two or three times of seeing that promotional process. And then eventually mm-hmm. they're going to say, you know what? I, I want to join now. And it's a timing issue. And we found yeah. that really worked uh, well for our business model. Yeah. Cause they're not like they're sitting there waiting for the next super early bird. they if they're willing to buy right now, they will buy right now, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then um, I think that the anyone who's got a launch model like that needs to have other products or services that fill in the gaps, right? Mm. Uh, you know, that are 
similar but different. But then then you launch those uh, four times a year, and then you mm-hmm. have you know whatever that might be. But um, if launch model is is the way you do it, and of course it kind of depends on what people have out here. But um, you know once you've determined what kind of help you're going to provide to your audience, then you can repackage that same help in different ways. So for us, hey, it's a book, uh, but also it's a group coaching program, but also it's a done for you program, but also it's a one-on-one coaching program. And also you can get certified in the program. So there's, there's you know four or five different things that we do. It's the same material, just repackaged different ways at different price points for different types of people. And so mm-hmm. we can launch each one of those concepts um, every quarter. And then it doesn't get uh, stale and it, we don't have to create a hundred different things. We can just have those same things get recycled again and again and again. I think that's, um, that's also what gets people off the hamster wheel uh, mm-hmm. in, in the expert model is instead of having to always be up to date in the newest thing and always catching the current trend is you can just determine this is my suite of offerings. This is my system of delivery. This is the way I release it. And then just get better and better and better at doing that. Exactly. Yeah. So would you share with us what the work, the system method is? How does that work? What does that look like? Sure. Yeah. So so the the method is simple. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's simple. It's based on uh, my previous president's partner, Sam Carpenter. Uh, again, he wrote this book. Uh, I'd love for you to get it. Not because I make any money on it, because I don't. Just because... I've seen how many people's lives are transformed when, when they get the book. They just it really resonates with small business owners. Um, but it is basically basically based on Sam Carpenter's life. He took he uh, he was working hundred hour work weeks. He was sleeping at the business, barely surviving, and uh, he had an epiphany in the middle of the night, which transformed the way he thought about business. He saw his business um, out on a table, uh, kind of in a dream. And he saw the separate pieces of his business and he realized that if he made each of these pieces of his business perfect and put them back together, he could build, you know, he could engineer a perfect business. And so that's what he focused on on doing is actually taking those separate pieces. And the first piece he focused on was how they take a check they get from their clients and deposit it in the bank. That was mm-hmm. the first process, you know, one of many processes in his business. And then he just kind of focused on piece by piece by piece. They had their clear strategic objective. They had their clear operating principles and how they were going to make decisions. And then they went through and slowly got each of the pieces of the business perfect, documented. And that's what allowed him to uh, build up a team. That's what allowed him to uh, leverage that team and improve the quality. And eventually to really uh, nail their strategic objective, which was to be the highest quality answering service in the United States. And so they they made themselves the highest quality. So they, they make the least mistakes of any answering service in the country. Uh, one mm-hmm. mistake every 15,000 phone calls. And because of that, they picked six vertical markets that they were going to be the highest quality in. And then they just told those vertical markets, we are the highest quality in your market. Would you like an answering service? And um, because of that positioning and because of those systems, and the quality, they were able to, raise their fees significantly and uh, just blow all their competition out of the water. And so that's what we teach people how to do is how to, as an owner of a company, think that way, 
build a clear strategy, strategic objective, have the operating principles documented, and then document the working procedures. And that, that's as simple as, as it is. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people, they read the book and they just, they just do it on their own. Um, and then my business, uh, WTS Enterprises, is all about helping anybody who gets stuck doing it on their own uh, to give them the support they need through coaching and consulting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I've, I mean, I've set up a few processes myself and handed it over to someone. And it's easy to kind of forget some stuff when you're building it because you got it all in your head and trying to write it down. Then you hand it off to somebody else and it's like, well, that's not, there's something missing here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's easy to miss some of the few things that you actually do without even thinking about it. But that's kind of why it's so, so important to kind of document it as you're doing it as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's so many things that uh, owners do that they really shouldn't be doing. Um, one of the exercises I, I, I'll do with owners is I'll, I'll try to value their time. Like what mm. exactly is the value of their time to their business? And they usually undervalue themselves, but once they come up with that number, let's just say it's $500 an hour or $300 an hour, whatever it is, they come up with their value. And then we look at the different things they do throughout the day and say, well, could you pay someone less than $300 an hour to do this? And they're like, yeah, I probably could pay someone $20 an hour to do that or $30 an hour. And they start, yeah. they start to realize that. And it's like, well, then if you're going to keep doing that every week, couldn't we work on having someone else do that? And I know there's issues with, with you know, different employees, there's employee issues, and there's some complexity in terms of growing your team. But once you realize there's so many pieces of what you do that really could be handed off, then it gets to be exciting because you realize, okay, I've cobbled together these 20 things. Now I can look for someone. Maybe it's a part-timer at first. And then you can start to build up a team of people who actually are going to do a lot of those tasks. And it frees you up to do things that owners are supposed to do, right? Actually to acquire the capital you need to expand your business, to recruit better people, to you know deliver higher quality results for your, you know, for your clients. But it really frees you up to do that the extra things that you couldn't do before because you're too busy, you know, saving files or, you know, I don't know, updating your website or whatever it might be that you, you end up doing. And mm-hmm. uh, I just think it's an important transition. And most people don't, they don't make the transition because they don't uh, have the strategy in place. They don't see your business properly and they don't have the, um, uh, I guess they don't have the ambition to do it. You know, as you know, in the expert business, you can make pretty good money just, just um, handling a few, a few client, you know, a few clients and you can mm-hmm. keep your business very much a um, lifestyle business. But uh, what I find with lifestyle business owners is that they end up um, getting burned out. And after five, 10 years, they realize they haven't gone anywhere and it gets frustrating. And then also they realize that the impact that they could make in, in the world in terms of having additional money and time and freedom they can't do that because they're so stuck in uh, the day-to-day of the business. And so um, that's typically when I start to work with them because then we say, hey, well, let's, let's build this infrastructure. Let's build this team. And then instead of helping, you know, 10 people a year, you could help 100 people a year. And mm-hmm. then then that really um, gets them excited. But uh, it takes an investment, right? It takes an investment of time and money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, you know, we we start out with it, you know, starting a business because we want to work less, but we end up a lot of times just working more, you know, than we did in a regular nine to five. So, yeah, it's about making that transition so that you can actually make more money and work less than you initially did. Uh, yeah, definitely, and uh, um, it's 
and it's not for selfish reasons either. I think this is um, Absolutely. one of the, um, it's one of the things that initially made me uncomfortable as about a decade ago is people, you'd think, well, um, making more seems like maybe you're greedy and working less mm-hmm. maybe seems like you're lazy. But the idea is that what it means is that you're productive, right? You've, you've maximized what you've been given. You're, you're doing a really good job at stewardship would be the way I would say yeah. it. And so if you're working not enough, let's just say you are lazy, um, then you're going to be looking for handouts, looking for free stuff to come your way. Right? Maybe you don't have to go so far as to steal things and do unethical things just to survive. If you're working just enough to pay your bills and just enough to survive, well, then you're working hard and you're, you have no time and you have no extra money. You just, you're at equilibrium. But if you worked in such a way where you actually had an excess of money and an excess of time, right? And you're gonna have an excess of stress as well, by the way, the stress will go down dramatically. Absolutely. Uh, then you can really start to do some really amazing things. They, they can be very generous things, either with family and friends or new business ideas or new creative endeavors that you just couldn't do before or different impacts to society. But there's so many things you can do once you have that access that you you were not able to do before. And so in a lot of ways, um, it's kind of like the most selfless thing to do is, is to maximize what you've been given so that you can then pour those things into some really important pursuits that that other people just can't do, right? Other people just can't mm-hmm. do those. And so that was what I got to really witness with, uh, you know, Sam uh, in his book, Work the System, was that when he did finally break free and just make a significant amount of money and have, you know, he works one hour a month, you know, he, he once he had that level of bandwidth, just uh, what you can do with those uh, around you in terms of impact is amazing. And other people just can't do that. And uh, a business owner has that has that potential. Like the, you, you have the vehicle, you have the potential, and you just don't want to be the one holding yourself back. Um, mm-hmm. You at least want to pursue that. And um, it might take you some time. It might take you years. But um, you're going to be working hard anyways. So you might as well work on and work in a way such that you could actually get there. And uh it's it's pretty pretty exciting to see people when they when they get there. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm uh, about doing. Yeah. And I think it's important that the thing you mentioned about, you know, making that impact. It's not necessarily about the money, but the money is a tool for you to make a greater impact, you know, with helping others to again make more impact. So it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And people who are wealthy, um, you know, you can't buy happiness, um, but those who are wealthy, they really enjoy giving back. You know, they reach a point like I, whether it's giving back money or giving back time or giving back their expertise, but it's, they really enjoy that. And um, that's what you want to be able to do, right? You don't want to be living week to week or month to month stressed out. Um, it, and so anyways, I mean, I think what you're doing, Ken, with regards to helping people launch and building their online uh, programs to to do that, I think, is a great way to leverage people's expertise and a great way to to build something scalable. Uh, but uh, as you know, it takes an investment, right? You can't just uh, turn something around in a day and expect to get rich. There's there's there's, uh, there's probably plenty of people who say you can, but it's just not reality, yeah. especially not anymore. I mean, it's not 2010 anymore, right? There's there's a lot of competition out there, so it's much better to um, focus and specialize. Uh, as much as possible and then you can really be great at that one thing you do Mm -hmm. yeah the overnight success really isn't a thing anymore absolutely not you know it's (laughs) problem is that we 
we hear about, oh, they had this success and it happened in a year. But the thing is, it was like 10 years before that, where they were struggling and working hard to kind of get that one amazing year, obviously. Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. But um, you want to make sure as long as your hard work is is aligned, you'll get there, you'll get there faster. But, um, oh, yeah, overnight success um, are, usually take 20 years to make them happen. Uh, so, um, especially in the consulting and coaching arena, like where, where, where you're, yeah. where you play is that, um, it takes some time to build your credibility. It takes some time to build your intellectual property. It takes some time to figure out the best way to deliver the biggest impact for your clients. And so, um, you do need some time, um, to test out your theories. And so mm-hmm. that's a, yeah. a big thing. And it's not always easy to find, you know, like you mentioned, you know, the aligned business that you want to pursue. I mean that in itself is a journey that you might have to go on and just uh, try out things, see what works for you, what doesn't. I mean, yeah, it could take years as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, as long as you're providing value to people, then people will typically provide you value in return, money. And that's what keeps you going as you're trying to uh, build out the best way to help the most people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for those who... Uh, are doing similar things to what what I do. I mean, we used to uh, do face to face workshops with work system, but they ended up not being as profitable uh, as other things we did. And um, you know, we used to have a uh, kind of a social media group, kind of like a, a mastery club on social media, um, trying to scale that up. Ended up not being the best use of effort. So there's, there's a lot of ways to slice um, intellectual property. You have to make sure you you've discovered the best way to provide the most transformative results um, and then package that up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what is like one of the biggest tips that you can give people to get started on, you know, working the system, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the biggest tip I would say, and, and, and mostly on people who watch the show have, have smaller companies, right. Or maybe they're yeah. their first few launches. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're at that phase, um, you know, this might have anything to do with the methodology that I work on, but but I would just say get out there. I mean, you can't you can't know what you don't know, and so um, the phrase I use is "work begets work." So get out there and put the work out there, and that will beget other work, or your next action will inform your next action. So you really need to get the work out there. You need to see what people how people respond, so that you can change direction. It's a lot easier to change direction when you're moving than if you're just static. And so I think a lot of people are afraid to just get out there, get their work seen, get people using their work, and that's going to really inform how they grow. So I would say the first thing is is to get clients so that you can get money, so that you can modify what you do, what you do. Uh, that'd be the, the, the first thing. But then beyond that, uh, once you do make some consistent money, then um, be strategic about it. Don't just say yes to everybody who's got a pulse really determine what is your business going to be about? How is it going to be packaged and um, keep it simple? And then you have a much better chance of scaling. And so in in our case, that would be, um, you know, creating a strategic objective. So you have some true clarity. And then um, once you have that, then you just scale from there. But I I mean, I've worked with a lot of companies that do online courses and, and products like this. And that's, that's always the challenge is to get, um, get clarity and then to um, stay consistent in that clarity. And so that would be, that would be my advice, generic advice, I know, but 
Um, you know, for, for most people, that's the part where they struggle and they just go in circles for way too many years. Mm, yeah, exactly. So how can people, you know, get in touch with you, reach out to you, work with you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, go to WTSenterprises.com. You can get uh, the summary of this book right here, Work the System. Uh, we'll check that out. And if that resonates with you, then I would uh, execute on that. Start to improve your business uh, with the methodology if you want. Uh, help. We have a you know podcast and group coaching and consulting and all sorts of services to help you um, execute on the methodology so you can finally uh, scale your business. And so certainly uh, WTSenterprises.com would be the place to go to get those uh, resources. Awesome. We'll link up that in show notes so people have something to click on. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and sharing uh, your expertise with us. Sounds great. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for just listening in. Uh, take care. We'll catch up again next week. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.